right, so here we go again. It is Multifamily Live. Super excited to have Excite Capital on the show today. How are you guys? We are wonderful. Fantastic. Good. Doing great. Happy to be here, Jason. Well, we are super excited to have you on the show. So we have Leslie and Julius today from Excite Capital. And whether you come from a lineage of successful businessmen or you're in your first in your family to graduate from college, there comes a time where you have to make some serious financial decisions. You can change your life forever. And that was the story for our founding partners, two of which we're talking today, Leslie, Julius, and Tinny, who all came from different backgrounds. And they had one thing in common. They worked hard. They earned healthy salaries, and they want to take their wealth to the next level, but they were just trying to figure out how. And after individually investing in various real estate projects and crossing paths with industry veterans, they discovered there was a huge wealth opportunity in multifamily real estate, specifically in the entire industry, an opportunity that many minorities or healthcare professionals were not privy to or really just able to easily access. So they formed Excise Capital. And Excise Capital currently has $125 million of real estate or assets under management, works with accredited investors to help secure risk-adjusted returns, helping them earn passive income and ease. Currently, XA Capital is expanding in the Southeast and accepting new investors. And we had the pleasure of meeting just a couple months back here. It's great to have you both on the show. And was there, first, how did the two of you meet? <laughs> so um, I, uh, I work as an orthopedic surgeon and, and Leslie is a, a certified registered nurse and anesthetist, so CRNA. And the first time we met, we met in the operating room. I'll let Leslie take it from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, so the first time I met Julius, I was uh, in the operating room and um, income, this guy, you know, surgeons sometimes can be um, very down, you know, but income, this guy with so much energy, we're going to have a fantastic, amazing, nice day. And I'm like, is that, is that the surgeon for this case? I got to know this guy. I got to make this guy my friend. So, um, um, so I just uh, reached out to Julius and we started talking about real estate. I could overhear some of his conversations, uh, talking about some of the investment properties that he had. So when I started, when we started getting into real estate, so we reached out to him um, to uh, engage. And um, it's just been a, it's been an amazing journey so far. Um, unfortunately, that we don't have a tech partner, Tenny here as well. But um, so that, that's how Julius and I met. That's incredible. And so multifamily, did you? Each so it sounds like uh, Julius, you you actually had some properties first, or have done some kind of real estate projects. Was it in the multifamily arena, or what was the urge or the emphasis to dive fully into that arena? So I actually was investing in single family, and at that point, my main investment um, strategy was I was doing a little bit some angel investing and single family. Um, and uh, Leslie at that time was doing single family, which is like just renovating uh, uh, single families, uh, rental single families, doing the Burr uh, method. Um, and uh, Leslie and my other partner and our other partner, Tenny, had actually met earlier and were the first to discover the fantastic world of multifamily real estate investing. And, and Leslie had introduced me, tried to introduce me to it. Uh, initially, but you know, I thought I had, I know I knew everything I needed to know about real estate, and I, I thought I was uh, you know on the path. And my thought at that point was to acquire a property or two every year and build this huge portfolio of single-family homes, and then eventually maybe you know uh, let them appreciate organically over the years and get some cash flow from them, and maybe sell them as a portfolio eventually. But um, then, uh, you know, at, at one particular point, 
Leslie finally, after after a lot of persistence, convinced me to take a look at a deck that uh, that he, that that he uh, put together for a deal that that they they were looking at, and uh, uh, I just I felt like I mean reading through the deck when I eventually um, opened the deck, I just felt like this new world was open to me, and. I felt like I just couldn't believe that I, I, you know, didn't have, I wasn't previously privy to the information that this deck was presenting. How is it possible that we could pull resources from just individual investors like myself and, and come together and go down and take this large properties down and take advantage of the economics of scale, take advantage of the tax benefits of these properties and, 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 and all the other advantages of this, uh, of multifamily real estate, I, it was, I mean, I was having my Eureka moment and, and my mind was just completely blown. So from that point on, I called him up and my other partner and said, guys, I'm not just trying to invest as a, <laughs> as a passive investor. How about we band together and, 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 and go out and really, uh, uh, preach the gospel of multifamily to our community because if I don't know about it and I consider myself relatively savvy with regards to financial investments then I know a ton of people didn't know about it and I did do a little straw poll of my um, close friends and and colleagues and nobody else knew about it so I knew there was an opportunity there to to get the word out there educate people um, um, partner with people to take down this asset classes and the rest is history, as they say. And, and our, our journey so far has just been a testament to the power of community. So um, yeah. I'm excited. That's incredible. And, you know, at so many people in your position, just being as busy as each of you are here, just choose the passive route. They just stop there. They sound, that just sounds like a lot of work. Just sounds very overwhelming. Leslie, how, how have you successfully integrated into your work-life balance, we'll call it, or just to have the time capacity and be able to put the energy in this? Because there's a lot of people here today saying, man, I, you know, maybe they have any kind of job out there. They just are just looking for the time. What is it? What have you done to make success out of what you're doing and still be able to do everything else that you were already doing? So I, for that, it really starts with our why. Um, because um, the, when we, when we discovered multifamily and started talking, I think uh, our CEO Julius um, alluded to that and started realizing that mm-hmm. a lot of members of our community have no idea that this asset class existed. So yeah. um, putting ourselves in that position, like um, what if we could create this platform where we could go out and, and teach the community and tell people about multifamily investing, um, this, this would be amazing. So that was something that we're powerfully passionate about. Once you have that passion, everything else adjusts around it, right? Um, so I, I made changes to my schedule um, where I work. The, I picked up the shifts that nobody wants to work. Um, so I do the off-call shifts on Sundays when everybody's relaxing. That's when I'm in the hospital all day. And the advantage to that is too that um, since it's a down day and a day that we do just with emergencies, I have a lot of time on myself. So instead of watching Netflix, I'm reading books on multifamily. Um, I'm doing a lot of research or doing other stuff like that. So um, uh, we have made those adjustments along the way to be able to accommodate, to have the time for it. And, um, and what I've learned is um, if you have a strong enough why, reason why you want to do something, you're going to find the time to do it. So uh, yeah. we've been able to balance it. And it's, it's just like so much of a joy doing what we do that you find a time somehow to make it work. Yeah. Also, just to piggyback off of that, um, I think it, it speaks to the power of having a, a, like amazing partners. 
Because what each one of us cannot do, we're able to leverage off of each other's strengths, which complements each other, and we form a pretty strong unit. So um, our other partner, Tenny, who we call Tenacious Tenny, because it's like uh, it's just like a bulldog and just goes out there and gets things done. Um, I mean, he was so committed that he sold his home, moved his entire family to our target market. Wow. At the beginning of this relationship so that we could be competitive in our target market. So when you have a, 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 an amazing person right like, like that, who is able to just move and change his life around to, to, uh, to sacrifice for the group, and, and, and led our acquisition strategy on ground, um, that was key. I mean, Leslie is an incredible, is incredible with numbers, loves underwriting, and, and is probably like the mindset group, guru of the group and, <laughs> and keeps us all like, you know, uh, on top of our personal development and, and, and we call him sensei for that reason. So, <laughs> so, so, so you, you have that and then you have someone like me who, who I, I love the, the larger vision and coming up with in a creative ways of, um, of, 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 of getting our brand out there and, and, and interfacing with investors and, and, and teaching folks how to kind of uh, um, learn more about what we're doing and come together. And I'm able to also leverage in some of the goodwill and in, integrity and and, and credibility that I've built over the years, you know, being in, in this field of medicine for, you know, close to 10 years now um, as, a, as, as an attending surgeon. So um, and we were able to do that. It, the, combining the strengths of all three of us um, really gave us all the freedom to be able to, 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 to make it happen. So yeah, accountability is so huge, right? And so when you when you take a partnership, it's also just as important for each to identify their role. So each knows where they sit, right? And, and you each have done it very successfully because lots of times when I see partnerships having an issue, it's because they're not clear on who's doing what and where their power aligns and where they can put this here. And, you know, to, to everyone listening here, you find the time. You want the time, you find the time. You know, just even talk about Netflix, I'm sure people can say, oh, yep, there's four, six, eight, 12 hours a week that I could take back here. And just, you know, kudos to Tenny, moving into the market, right? But if you want it, like, what's stopping you. Maybe it's a short-term pain, but the, the longevity of what the success will be overrides that, right? Nobody's going to think about the short-term pain. And most people live in the short-term, right? They say, oh, well, I don't want to do this because it might discount me or it might, you know, change my way of life or it might change how I, how, you know, how much money I'm making or just for the short-term, right? And that's how most get stuck because the short-term pain may seem like pain. Oh, I'm going to work in our two, three hours. I've already done a 12-hour day, right? But they don't look at the longer-term vision here, which you guys have done successfully. So for, for people listening, talk to us about your current portfolio of $125 million of assets under management. Talk to us about um, what that comprises of and, and maybe the first deal, how it all came together. <laughs> now, Leslie, do you want to go? Or you want no, to go ahead. Go ahead. So, so yeah, so um, very shortly after we got together, um, obviously we had invested prior to that as passive investors. So we kind of knew how we worked on the um, limited partnership side. So we, um, at that point, then um, co-general partnered with uh, Viking Capital um, uh, in, in the acquisition of a 49-unit, $20 million acquisition called the Griffin um, in D.C., um, and that was like uh, the business plan was uh, uh, about seven years condo conversion, 
Um, and that was acquired at the height of COVID. I think it was May oh, to yeah. 2020. So there, there was quite a bit of angst about what was what was laid ahead and, and what, what we were about to experience. Um, but uh, I, I want to make one point on that is that for people listening, don't don't surpass the point where they said 49 units, $20 million. Right. So they, they did not just say, let me just put my toe in the water and see where it is. They found a good, reliable partnership and they found a great project and said, OK, we can go all in at the height of COVID. Right. So please carry on. Absolutely. So, I mean, once we decided that this was the way for us, we really did not want to dip our toes in. We went head first. Um, yeah. And and, um, and 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 that was a very enlightening experience because we were able to watch very closely um, our senior partners in that particular deal, Viking Capital, um, and, and listen carefully to the asset management calls and see how the the acquisition process went 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 you know went on and. We were able to also learn how to interface with investors and and raise capital and 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 we leveraged on the experience of our um, uh, lead general partners to really um, get that process going. And and interestingly, something had to happen at that point. We had to kind of change our mindset a little bit because I'm an academic surgeon and I was doing this on nights and weekends and. And I was a little worried about, uh, uh, you know, are people still going to take me seriously as a surgeon? You know, are people going to take my paper seriously when I publish? Are people going to you know, still think that I'm, I'm a good hip and knee um, surgeon? Um, and so, so I had to go through that process of, of, uh, of and, but then I started asking myself, and, and I give Leslie and Tenny credit for this because they really helped me work through some of that limit limitations. Like, you know, why do you have to define yourself as one thing? Why can't you be defined as a great earthquake surgeon and also as a fantastic real estate investor? Yeah. So um, I had to work through that. And a lot of that had to do with, I, I mean, I consumed God knows how, how many podcasts and how many books in such a short period of time. I mean, I was reading a book a week or something along those lines, and it was amazing. But anyways, going back to, to the to acquiring that first property, we then went at, at first. Once, once that mindset was sharpened, we just went right in and we started to raise capital. And interestingly, something happened. We started to realize that we were right. There's a huge thirst for this asset class in our community. And when I say our community, I'm talking about our community of healthcare professionals. I'm talking about our community of immigrants. I'm talking about our community of minorities. I'm talking about, you know, our community of professionals who just, you know, are stuck in this W-2 jobs and do not know what to do with their nest egg or with some of their savings. So all of this started to come together and we were like, oh, wow, we were right. Our hypothesis was right. This is so needed in our community. So we were able to raise that the the funds for for that particular first deal super easily. It was un unbelievable, and we actually almost overraised. We had to actually we were supposed to raise just five hundred thousand dollars. We ended up overraising. We went back to our <laughs> our general uh, our lead general partners and said, "Can we raise more?" They're like, "Yeah, keep it coming." <laughs> <laughs> And eventually they were like, stop. Yeah. 
And, and that gave us the confidence that, yes, we are right. Now we just got to go all in. And for our next deal, we were the lead general partners. And that was the acquisition, the 132 unit at uh, uh, Class C property in Columbia, South Carolina, that we acquired for $12.55 million. And uh, yeah, and it's been um, off to the races after that, since then. You know, it's so important, too, is that many times, you know, we think like who would want to invest with us, but, but, you know, especially when you're starting out, right. And especially, you know, thinking about you and even a lot of us get stuck in, in what we've done before. And like that, that has to be our role, like whether it's a job or like a professional sports player or anybody, right. Just to transition to that new thing. Well, well, how can it be? And then, but breaking that mold. And again, it goes to the accountability and the partnership. You can see the strength there, but even talking to investors, sometimes the most important thing is just let them know what you're doing, right. They, Cause they don't know it's available. Right. So so we, we come in our mind to, to try and predict what the response is going to be before we give people the opportunity to respond. And that happens so many times. And I hear from so many people is that, well, you know, oh, they won't want to invest with me. Well, how do you know? Have you even asked? Right. And now you get to this point, you've, you've created a trusted community. You have a trusted community around you. So what's the worst thing they say? Oh, no, it's not the right time or no, it's not for me. And then, okay. Fine. No worries. But it, it's there when it's there. And so many people are grateful because they can still, I mean, you think of a lot who you just mentioned, right? Working in a W2 job, lots of taxes, lots of other points right here. So how can they offset some of that with what's happening here in multifamily real estate? But they didn't even know because what's in front of them is usually the larger REITs or all these other players here. And they think that's all it is. Oh, I can't do that because that's, you know, Blackstone or, you know, whoever is the player out there. And I guess, you know, I, that you have to be in that level. So I'll never be able to do that. And then they have a conversation with you and you start a new path for them. And that's an incredible journey. And it's so, so powerful to be able to help them here. So the, the project, uh, 132 units, right? So that, that was your first in the lead right there. Um, and that's the market where Teddy moved to? Yeah, well, yeah. It, uh, oh, it's it's the Carolinas. It's like yeah. Penny okay. actually moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, our target market is the Carolinas, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Um, those were the core target markets that we had, and and uh, so it was still within the the, the target markets. It's, this property is in Columbia, South Carolina, which is about uh, a ninety minute drive from Charlotte. Charlotte. That's fantastic. Well, you know, for Leslie, as you're going forward now, we're looking at opportunities where I'll ask you some, since you're on the underwriting side, some of the more specific to underwriting side questions here, noting where we're at in terms of price points, how we're seeing cap rates, how we're seeing, you know, the treasury, how we're seeing, uh, you know, interest rates. Um, how are you looking at your modeling now today compared to potentially what you were doing 12, 18, 24 months ago? Oh my God. It's, um, it's, it's like finding a needle in like uh, multiple yeah. haystacks. It's difficult <laughs> to find, um, deals that work these deals, mm-hmm. um, reviewing a ton of properties, um, to even make a deal look sense. We're making some changes to our underwritings, um, um, taking into consideration the changes that are happening in the economy, for example, like, uh, um, year over year expense, um, trying to adjust that with the inflationary cycle that we're in. Um, even like the accounting for changes in expenses um, from like um, employment, like the salaries for employee and staff and other stuff. So, and the cost for materials for value add. Yeah. So making some changes to that as well. And um, we being extra conservative on like on our future projections, um, just given um, the cycle that we're in, we all know interest rates are going to increase. Mm-hmm. At, at least the Fed has uh, signaled that there are going to be some uh, in, uh, in, in interest rate increases in the next next year. 
So we all know that's going to happen. So we definitely projecting increase on, on exit. Um, we used to project um, 10 basis points um, annually on some of the um, projects that we on the road in the past. In some projects now, we're projecting um, 15 basis point on, on exit to see if it still makes sense for us to go in the deals. Um, so you're talking about 15 basis points per year, per, per year, per year. Okay. Yeah. 15 basis point per year, um, yeah. to see if it still makes sense for us to go into a project and the standard um, yeah. is still with standard. You're doing 10 usually or, or yeah, point? 10. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and right now too, the other thing is, um, we are focusing on markets, um, that are on the growth trajectory, um, um, yeah. paying a lot of attention on the demographic data to see everything that's happening in each market before, um, we jump in to start looking at properties in those markets. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, I was talking to a lender the other day and he said he had uh, uh, about 80% of um, projects um, that he's been speaking to uh, are having cost overruns under construction budget right now. Wow. And it, it's pretty dramatic, right? And, and so I don't know if it was just, you know, pie in the sky underwriting or if it was just cost really just hitting them hard or labor or what, but he, he's saying he's seen that pretty pretty over the top across projects that he's been looking at right now, which is, uh, speaks to a lot. Right. And, and that the timing, uh, the timing getting delayed with, with everything else that's happening with the labor shortage. And there's a lot of pieces you have to plug in the puzzle. And one of the things with multifamilies, it, it doesn't move quick, right? It's not, like you can go in there and like, let me, let me flip this house. And this is a vacant house and just roll, right? There's 50, 100, 200, 300 people living there that you're trying to work around everything with schedules and everything else. And it, it can be a beast if you expect everything to go perfect. So, so that's really good points, especially thinking about, you know, just inflation, the impact on expenses. So thank you for sharing that there. And uh, one other thing, Jason, that we did that um, on our previous property that is helping us right now, uh, which is something we learned from our mentors, is having a lot of cushion yeah. on the deal going in. Um, because things like this can happen where you estimate expenses based on what the economy at that point is, uh, is at that point in time, that things change during your business plan without having any kind of cushions that might really uh, uh, mess up with your return. So, um, so some the the cushion that we on the road in so in our deal going in is helping us now with the value add, even with the changes in expenses. So, um, and it's something that we we continue to do on every deal that we look at. Guys, I just, I love the story. Leslie and Julius, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story and for everybody you're out there helping. Thank you for, for having the, we'll say mental strength first, but then, then strength to carry through because there's a lot who, who start and just say, oh, it's too much, right? But it's just the commitment and the carry through are just everything and everything in life. So I really appreciate you both coming on and sharing your story to uh, future success for both of you. For everyone here that's listening, uh, please tell them the best to reach out to you guys, learn more about your company and projects you're working on. So, yeah, so our website is um, www.excitecapital, that's X. S I T E capital.com. And uh, you can reach out to either one of us. Mine is uh, Julius Oni at Excite Capital.com. Uh, and Leslie? It's um, L A W A S O M at Excite Capital.com. That's L Awesome at Excite Capital.com. So, you listeners have heard it here. If you are telling me you don't have time or you don't have energy or you, it's, but you want it, then you have to look at what you're doing each and every day, because you're coming from two people that uh, have plenty of excuses they could give you of reasons why they wouldn't be able to go out there making it happen. And they're making it happen in a huge way. So thank you both for, again, coming on the show. We'll talk to you shortly. Thank Thanks, you so Jason. much, Jason. It was such a pleasure.